This shit was so nice. They had to see it twice. Twice Here we are. Nice. <laughs> the 4040 Club is back again. 4040 back Club, to man. back days, man. Let's go. Let's go, man. The club is popping. I mean, that's what we do, man. Hey, just... chill out back there. <laughs> yes. I'm just sitting down, brother. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, we're uh, we're obviously with the PHNX Suns podcast. We appreciate you joining us. And we are brought to you, as always, by the good folks at OGs on this flavoring Friday. Uh, get your OGs today at OGsBrands.com to find the closest dispensary to you. Also, if you want to hang with the 4040 Club, yeah. and if you want to hang with the rest of the PHNX crew, all you got to do is come to the party. Yes. Let's go. The tea party is here. It's a watch party. We're going to be watching some Suns basketball. We're going to be hitting some drives and some golf balls, hitting some putts, and uh, maybe even a three-point contest because that Ooh, is the ritual when we go out to the tea party. We do have a three-point contest. So do we if really? you got some game, oh, yeah, we got a court out there, baby. Let's go. Y'all losing. Hey, let's go, man. That, that's, that's how we do. Of course, if you miss one shot, you're out. So That's, that's it? Just, oh, yeah, that's, that's the rule? That's how it goes. Yeah, man. That's so, how it goes. So how's it go? You make as many as you can make? Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a round robin. Okay. And if you miss, you're out. Come shoot with flex, baby. I'm taking y'all down. We'll see about that. Get y'all tickets, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, listen, we got a lot of things to get into today. Obviously, we got some practice updates. And we heard from everybody's favorite guy, Bull Bull. And listen, he just wants y'all to know that there's much love <laughs> for you. It means a lot to me because, I mean, I can have no fans. So I definitely appreciate every single one of them. And it's definitely a booster, especially at home, like when I check in and everyone like yells and like if I make a shot, it definitely can keep you going and keep you in rhythm. I mean, every time I listen to Bull Bull, I don't expect that sound to come out of his, his body. You know what I mean? Like, it's very yeah. innocent. Yeah. Like, there's an innocence to him. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's just so, it's unfiltered and it's just, it is innocent. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, He's dude. very innocent. Uh, he does appreciate the love that he gets. And I think... I think he probably appreciates it more now that he's actually a continued uh, contributor yeah. as opposed to kind of like this novelty. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that's what I love about what Bull Bull has done for him. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny because he's got so much talent and it feels like he doesn't even realize how much talent he has. Like yeah. he's, and that's what I mean by the innocence of it. It's like, he's just happy to be part of the team, man. He's yeah. happy to be a part of the team and contributing. Good for Bobo. I like that kid. Uh, Jeff Jeezy, uh, he said, I could have no fans. Uh, not that I have no fans. So it did sound like he said, I have no fans, uh, but that's not what he said. Yeah. So uh, listen, we, we love Bobo. He's, he's been playing at a higher level. Uh, then I think a lot of us expected he's been consistent more than anything else. Yeah. Defensively, he's he's been able to hold up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, listen, he's going to find himself in the rotation and hopefully on a permanent basis. He actually talked about that. And uh, let's play that sound. Let's see. Um, I think it's pretty tough on the other teams. Like, I mean, because we're like so, all so versatile and it's a pretty long lineup. And I think it could be pretty good for us. Do you feel like chemistry is starting to go grow with Kevin now that you've gotten the minutes with him? Yeah, definitely. Just game by game, I'm starting to feel more comfortable playing. Well, not just him, but like everybody, just especially like Nurk. Again, playing Love with KD it. and Nurk, you Love know, that it. makes a big difference. Those two are are, are vets. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna harness um everything they can from him to yeah. get the most out of him and I think that means a lot to him right now. It does. You know you know what I see from Bo and going back and looking at his previous stops? 
we're doing a good job of kind of protecting him from, you know, in, in other spots, they're kind of throwing him in the fire. And when you go out there and you got Katie to your left and Nurk to your right, they're allowing him to play a little bit of a different role, but not have to play the traditional role that you would think a guy that size is supposed to play. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think the Suns have incorporated a little bit of a safety mechanism for him. I think he feels safe with those two guys out there and it allows him to open up his game. Yeah, you know, and, and then on top of that, you know, I just mentioned a little bit ago about how, you know, at his other stops, he really kind of just let it go a little too much, a little yeah. free, too free with the ball, try to do too much in such a small amount of time. Um, and that's why he found himself on, on the bench for a large portion of yeah. the season towards the end uh, for Orlando. Well, when you're playing within yourself, that matters. And yeah. Bull Bull talked about that very thing. Um, just playing within the game and playing within the flow and not trying to, like, you know, just go one-on-one. -on -one like, there's times on the break where I can, like, go try and shoot. Like, just knowing what's going on in the game and, and who's on the court with me. And I think that's just been helping me keep it simple for me. Well, although you did pull it behind the back pass the other night. Last uh, night, right? I mean, yeah, but I think it was a good pass. It got there on target, and <laughs> it's a good shot by Royce. What I'll say about that back behind the back pass is, it might be difficult for a lot of people, but it ain't difficult for the pros. No. That's just a no, routine pass. A routine and it was right pass. on the money. Right on the money. Right in the, in the pocket. pocket. Let it go. Royce got to hit that, man. Royce, I love you, dog. You got to hit that. You got to hit that. You know what I love about this clip is, again, it's it's just basketball simple, man. A young bull bull goes to a young team that's not talented, that's trying to find themselves, and everybody's looking for their own. And so when you're in that spot and you're a young player and you want to be in this league for a long time, you naturally say, I got to get mine. Yeah. And that puts you in a pretty bad spot sometimes because it, it leads to a lot of bad basketball. Again, safety mechanism, a pro, uh, a grown-up team, he is for the first time in his life. And tell me if you think I'm wrong here. So maybe the first time in his life, because when that kid was in sixth grade, he was probably the best player in, 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 in all his group, in all his class. First time in his life he's actually playing with people that he knows is unequivocally better than him and know more about the game than him. And so now just fitting in is easy. And I think that's all this kid needed. It was a team to fit in. This team feels like the perfect squad. And I, I think we, uh, I love him, man. That, I that's, love him. That's an interesting point because even when he was at Denver, uh, Denver wasn't the Denver that we know now. They yes. were still on the, the come up, on the come up, still trying to figure it out. And, um, you know, they still had great players, but they they were still also learning how to win at a high level as yes. well. And so there just wasn't a lot of room for him to be able to 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 grow alongside with them. Yes, because he had so much more that he had to learn. And go. so I feel like that did stun his growth. Then he goes to Orlando and the same thing. Same um, no, that's a great perspective. Uh, one of the guys that, you know, I know he appreciates to play with is uh, Bradley Beal. Unfortunately, Bradley Beal has been out for quite a while due to a hamstring. And uh, Frank Vogel did talk about an update with Brad Beal. Yeah, he, he played some uh, some pickup today prior to, the, you know, all the, the low minute guys, uh, you know, play their bump. And um, he's going to be listed as probable. So we got to see how he responds to today's work, as always. Uh, but we're hopeful to have them available, likely on the minutes. Uh, it's everything. I mean, you got to test it out, and uh, you got to test it out at, at as much of game speed as you as you can. And, you know, these pickup games are not really NBA intensity, but it's the closest thing to it. And um, you know, for him to be able to come through through that pain free and uh, is a is a real positive sign. Hopefully, you know, he responds well to that work uh, when he wakes up. I mean, great points. I mean, listen, they're going to take it easy. They're going to make sure that they they are calculated 
in terms of how they use Bradley Beal. You don't want him to get hurt again. Yeah. And uh, right now, it's it definitely feels like it's uh, you know you're gonna they're gonna be extremely cautious to make sure that their approach fits what the team needs. Absolutely, they should be in this stretch run with the schedule coming up, and we're being so close to the playoffs. You got to do that. I don't buy Frank's minute restrictions. He always says that. Yeah. You know, the minute restriction thing is always something that's funny with the big three, but I do believe that they they did the right job in letting him take his time. And now he'll probably be on the court tomorrow and ready to rock and roll for this this test that we're about to have after the Saturday Houston game. Yeah, I mean, it's and there's a lot of tests coming up. Yeah. A lot of tests. Frank Vogel knows that. There's, the team knows that. They know who's ahead of them. They know who's behind them. And he mentioned that fact. We're uh, aware of the teams that are bunched up behind us, okay? but we're targeting uh, the top four. So you want to move up. You know, we want to be a team that gets home for it in the first round and get the highest seed possible. You know, we have a team that can that, that we believe can beat anyone. You know, so the, the schedule is difficult, but on any given night, I like our chances. Go see if we're at full strength. I mean, that's that's the goal. You gotta you gotta listen. You, this is competition. You have to have something that you're gunning for. Uh, this this next game against the Rockets is basically the last one for about a week where they have an easy time, uh, well, an easier time, I should yeah. say. They got to handle business tomorrow night, and then let's see what they got. Because yeah. these next six out of eight are against teams that are in the top three of their respective conferences, and it is going to be a battle. Yeah. We talked a little bit about it on pregame and postgame yesterday. This team is very aware of the schedule. They're very aware of who's behind them, who's ahead of them. Frank just said that. Uh, they're in a position, Saul, where they're, the hunters, not the hunted, I think they have that mentality. And I think they're embracing the fact that uh, although it's tough, they like tough. They, they like the fact that they can control their own destiny. And this is the epitome of controlling your own destiny. You play the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Oklahoma City Thunder, the L.A. Clippers, and the Denver Nuggets, all four teams that are ahead of you. You have eight games Two each versus those four teams. If you tell me that you don't have a chance, uh, you're bugging. They have a great opportunity in front of them, and I think they know what they're looking for. Absolutely. Uh, listen, it, it's going to be a grind. Yeah. It is going to be a grind. I think we're going to learn a lot about about this team. Yeah. You know, I, I, they've had other games that where they had to play good competition, but I, I did feel like at the beginning of the season and really all the way up until the All-Star break, those games were like, you know, one or two in a row, and then you'd have two or three in a row of just, you know, teams that you should be able to handle, yeah. right? And it was kind of, you know, kind of came and went. Well, this one, no. You, I mean, basically the last 24 games, about 20 of them are against teams that are are expected to be in the playoffs. Yeah. And so it's going to be a grind. It's going to be something that that these, this team is going to have to be locked in for. And I'm excited for it. You know, <laughs> you were talking about it yesterday about being excited to, to play uh, top-tier competition. That's what excites these guys. Um, it's also the reason why, you know, we talked about Kevin Durant's little slump right now. Um, why I'm not too worried about it because I do feel like he'll he'll get it together in time to play these big teams. Because, yeah. I listen, I can't even imagine being in the year for as long as he has and just feel like you have to get up for every game. Yeah. I, let's be honest. That, that ain't It's not reality, That so. ain't reality. He it's still plays real. at a high clip. Yeah. He could coast through a game and still score 30. That's how good That's Kevin how Durant good is. is. Yeah. Uh, but when you play the top tier teams, you got to come with it. And yeah. I fully expect him to do the same thing. So yeah. it's going to be fun. Yeah, that's what they like. They like top competition. KD's so good. And I'll tell you what, I, there's a part of me now that is 
a little bit excited that he's going through a little bit of this run because a lot like in any other sport, right? When you, when you follow baseball and there's a guy that you know is a tremendous hitter and he's going through one of those, you know, uh, two for 30 ruts. What, what do we always say? He's due. Yeah. He's due. Yeah. And when, and when he go, when he, when he cracks it, he's going to go on those, one of them stretches, 10 home runs in five games. Type, you know what I'm saying? That's what that's what Katie's about to do. And it just might be perfect timing. He may snap out of this at just the right time to give this team the boost they need. Man, I'm super pumped up about what's to come, man. Um, again, they like competition. Is this an audition for the playoffs? Do you, I, I feel like these next 23 are, are kind of a little bit of a pre-playoff audition. You're playing top competition. You got to win these games. You're hunting them down. You're looking for seeding. It almost feels like it's the prep before the playoffs. And I couldn't think, I couldn't, I couldn't script that any better. Like if I want to be playing my best basketball come game one playoffs, this is how you do it. This is how you line them up. You know, NFL, sometimes you have a team that got four games left. They got to win all four to get in. That's the dangerous team because if they win all four, they've been playing playoff games for five weeks before the first game. Suns are going to be playing playoff games for the last 23, it feels like. And, yeah, I, I just think this is this is starting to come – it's starting to kind of be a script that uh, I think could lead to some really good things down the road. This may be a blessing in disguise. As long as they approach, the, approach it yeah. like that, then yeah. I totally agree. You know? Agree. And, but we, we, we talked about the ups and downs of this team, the chemistry and, and them getting all on the court at the same time. Uh, Fitting Bradley Beal into more intense games is going to be a little bit of a challenge, I would think. Yeah. But I think it's a challenge that they're all up for, yeah. and and they'll be ready for. And you could be ready for all these games by getting some more money in your pocket and going to the games. How about that? Go yeah. to the Desert Financial Credit Union and get yourself a nice ooh, little checking ooh, account. Put ooh, a little $5 ooh, on it, ooh. and you're going to get $200 back mm. in cash. How Go about ahead. that? Tell That's just so. fantastic. Two hundred dollars. I mean, who? That's a great exchange rate, if you ask me. Hell yeah! Uh, so go get yourself uh, to the Desert Financial Credit Union, a brand that has been around for eighty-four years. They're fantastic. You know what to do. Uh, so when you open a free checking account, I got a little stuff. Go ahead, baby. Right there. I'm get started here. by visiting desertfinancial.com/slash two hundred to uh, make that deal, and then obviously today's flavoring Friday. This is the day that we've all been waiting for. Well, maybe some of us have been waiting for. Uh, it's a nice, chill vibe around here. And a lot of that chill comes from the good people at OGs, ogsbrands.com. Uh, find your closest dispensary to you. Uh, they've got the greatest gummies in the game. And trust me, ever since I took OGs, I have dabbled in other edibles. And they are the one true one. They are, they are fantastic. It is my favorite um, is my favorite gummy out there in the space. And that's why they usually sell out just about every single um, dispensary. So check them out, ogsbrands.com to find the closest dispensary. And also you must be 21 and over to enjoy. All right. So I love to beat. I love to beat. Go ahead, brother. No, no. A lot of questions about um, the final roster spot. And, um, you know, I know there's there's been questions about, you know, even yesterday, um, with Patty Mills and uh, who's going to be available. Can the Suns go out and get somebody? It feels like it's probably going to be Saban Lee now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you never know. Never know. And so we're going to go through some of these guys that are still out there on the buyout market that are available, and we'll see if there's really any room for, for any of them and if you guys are excited by any of them. So we're going to give you four of them, all right? 
uh, Furkan Korkamans, Killian Hayes, Robin Lopez, Joe Harris. All of them were waived by their respective teams. Uh, let's start with Korkmans. Korkmans. Korkmans? Korkmans, yeah. Whatever. I, I get messed up with uh, You know, he was waived by the Pacers. Uh, you know, he's he's a small forward. Yeah. Uh, I don't think the Suns really need another small forward, to be no. honest with you. But, you know, what say you? Yeah, no, I, I, I don't see it. Um, I don't think it's a position of need. I think we just got that in here. We're still trying to implement him. Throwing him into the mix is just like wasting a body, in my opinion. So, um, no, not that not at this time of the year, too. Like with the 23 we got coming, don't see it. Killian Hayes. Okay. So it's, there's mixed reviews yeah. on Killian Hayes. Talk to Obviously, he, got, he was a top 10 draft pick. Yep. High draft pick for the Pistons. <laughs> did not work out whatsoever. Um, did not work out in Detroit. They waived him. And pretty early into his career, they waived him. Yeah. And that's kind of a red flag. Yeah. However, however, Talk think about me. who the coach is yeah. and how many times he let the young guys play here in the Valley. Yeah. Not very much. So... I don't know if you take a flyer on a guy like Killian Hayes. The question is, it's not if you should bring in Killian Hayes. It's do you think Killian Hayes gives you more upside than Saban Lee? No. Not right now. Not right now. Here's the thing. Uh, Killian reminds me a little bit of campaign in a sense that he was a lottery pick coming out of college, went to OKC, didn't fit. Monty was there, by the way. They cut him, <laughs> went to China, had to take some time off, found his way back, and then made it work. I think he's cut from the same cloth. I think this kid's got a lot of potential. But I do not think that he's a guy that you bring in at this phase in the season with what's at stake and expect him to come in and contribute at all. He doesn't know the defense. He doesn't know the offense. Uh, it's just too much of an adjustment. Now, would I be willing to talk Killian Hayes Come off season as a flyer, as a young guy to start grooming with a whole off season, summer program, workouts, all that. Yes, but not right now. I think I think Saban has enough pulse on his team that I think he's earned a spot. Yeah, uh, Gemini P. I know, I know he's been bad. I'm just saying, like it, it, he was bad before Monty got there. Totally get it. It just enhanced the fact that it yes. was not gonna. It wasn't going to work, and he wasn't going to play for that team any longer with money there. That's that right. was kind of the nail in the coffin is what I'm trying to say. So, um, all right, let's go to Robin Lopez. Uh, you know, Obviously, he was waived by the Kings. And uh, Robin, obviously, we're familiar with Robin here. Yeah. Uh, he has his ups. He has his downs. He's a little quirky. He's a little weird. Uh, but he's kind of like Nurk to a certain degree where he will defend his teammates. He will, yeah. he will play tough. Um, I'm just not so sure that he's really the guy for us. Yeah, I, I love Robin. I love the attitude. I love the energy. He he is lighthearted, so he's one of those guys that will come in and make the locker room better mm -hmm. and defend players. But, uh, again, I can't stress this enough. I, I just don't think any of these guys we've mentioned is able to come in with this short window and really change or make an impact. Uh, that's going to be worth uh, you know, the, the, uh, I guess the juice ain't worth the squeeze, mm -hmm. uh, in my opinion. And and we got bigs, man. Like you got Nurk, you got Bobo coming in now. You got Eubanks, and and you still got the big guy. Thad Young. Yeah, you still yeah. got Thad Young, and you know, 
I'm sure if they wanted to, Azubuke could be converted. They won't. But you get what I mean is, yeah, yeah I, I just don't see where he comes in and actually helps. Um, a lot of you are, listen, the chat is killing it right now. You guys are throwing out different names as well. Uh, we will go ahead and just address some of them. Uh, number one, Dwight Howard. No, no, that's never going to happen. No. Uh, that's just, <laughs> uh, listen, I, if he ever plays in the league again, I would be stunned. Shocked. Uh, he's got a lot of shit going on off the court and that's yeah, a lot. It's just, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, a lot. It's a lot. It's <laughs> so, a lot. uh, yeah, no, that's a, that's a big fat no on that one. Um, and then there's other comments, uh, but you know, I lost them. So who cares? Uh, <laughs> there was one more player I did want to get to, and that was Joe Harris. Obviously, um, he was weighed by the Pistons as well. Now, Joe's, I do believe, I thought Joe's, Joe Harris's um, buyout was too high. Yeah, I thought he made like 12, 13 million. I thought yeah. he was making 20. I yeah, thought his buyout I, was way too I, high. Yeah, I don't think he could fit into this. I don't think he's under the 12.4. Yeah, he, makes, he made 19. Yeah, That's so what I mean. Out he's picture. out of the picture. Yeah. Uh, Kai Jones was the other one. Jim and IP said, it looks like Saban Lee, but I want Kai Jones a backup center. No. I will tell you this Go about ahead, Kai tell Jones. Me, tell me. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank <laughs> no. you. Hey, he'd be hooping in like, I think, oh, he's, yeah. in Port- I think he's in Puerto Rico right now. He's hooping. And he's I know hooping. all about the Puerto Rican League, man. I know people that play for the Ponce Yo. Lions. He no, cut his hair, no. man. He's a change, man. And as soon man. as he's no. done in the Puerto Rican League, he's going to the Colombian League. Yes. I promise and you that. And they'll be in Taiwan after that. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the good stuff is, apparently, and we don't need that here. <laughs> I'm just saying, my guy, he needs. He probably needs to go a little bit of rehab before he even thinks about the NBA. A lot of rehab. That ain't new, 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 new. Yes, not, agreed. A, not a chance. Okay, so Otto Porter came up. Okay. Uh, there has been a lot of people that think that Otto Porter would be a, a good fit with this team. Um, Otto Porter, I, I feel like Otto Porter's best was when he was with the Warriors yes. and he got that ring. And I feel like that was the last of his best. Play. There you go. There you go. That was, he was on his last leg there and he played well, but that was it. They got the last drop out of that dude. I don't think it works. And again, you got to remember, we just bought that in. And so you, that is not a just because you haven't seen that in the last couple games doesn't mean you won't doesn't mean you're not and doesn't mean that that isn't going to slowly get integrated into this stretch run and so trying to bring a guy like Otto Porter and it just it just uh muddies the waters for me so no yeah uh, and there might be a little bit of confusion about yesterday and today in terms of being waived uh marble drone uh hits it right on the head today's deadline is about players being waived qualifying for another team's playoff roster if signed no matter when they sign yeah uh, you have to be waived by today in order to be on an active roster moving forward in the playoffs if you're waived tomorrow you can be signed by another team but you ain't gonna play in you the playoffs playing. and that's pretty much as simple as we can put it so um no i listen i, I think there's a lot of viable options but color color me crazy i kind of like the team as it is right now and i think i would just sit with it and ride out for the rest of the season because i do feel like um I just, I feel like he, that's just, it's just a good move right now. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I kind of like where we are. I kind of like that Frank is starting to lock in on what he's going to do come playoff time. And I think it's people, I don't think people, uh, they don't view this the way a coach does, but it's hard as hell. 
when you bring new players in because you want to give that player a chance yeah. and you want to see if he can help. But you also know it's at the sacrifice of someone else. Like you're taking minutes from someone else. You're, you're switching rotations. And so I want this team as calm, cool, and collected from this point forward and bringing new people into the locker room sometimes can shift that a little bit. Yeah. So I like it. And and I, last thing I'll say is, man, I like what I've seen from Saban lately. Yeah. Like I do think that he can he can come in in a pinch and help out because he's done it without we haven't had Bill or Gordon, and he's been pressed to do some of these play some of these minutes. He's done an all right job, and so I think he's proven to me in a pinch he can get it done. I uh, like what we had. The goon said one of the Morris brothers just got bought out. Could throw him at Luca and Jokic for shits and giggles. But we actually talked Marcus. about this in the Discord. Uh, we talked about Marcus Morris. <clears throat> and would you be open to signing a Morai? If you're a Suns fan, uh, the Discord was pretty adamant about it one way, and I think you know which one way that is. But for shits and giggles. Eric, can we throw it in the oh, chat geez. in terms of a poll? Yes, Would I you like that. one of the Morai on the team? Uh, Let's do that. I mean, why not? You know what, Saul? <laughs> That's the one guy that in the last 24 hours I've been really kind of thinking no. about. No. Marcus. No. You want me to tell you why? Please tell me why. Um, I I do I'm being honest. I I do feel like he is a guy that plays a little bit better in the playoffs and, and just has some playoff toughness. And I wouldn't mind him as like an ultra insurance policy for some of the guys we have in our front court. Um, so I'm going to be honest. I, I, I'm not a, I'm not completely opposed to Mark. I want to keep things the way they were. But if you were going to bring a guy in, I wouldn't mind Marcus. Okay, man. let's address two things about talk what you me, just talk said. Me, number one, talk Marcus me. Morris does cost too much. Number two. Does he? I think so. And then number two, Marcus Morris is, he can be cancer-ish if you don't, if, you, if you're not, if he's not in the right environment. Okay? That's true. And in this environment, I don't think you quite have the DNA to be able to squash any bullshit that he brings. That's the reason why, Gemini P, I'm not on the board with Kai Jones. And yes, okay, do we know if he's on drugs right now? No, we have zero <laughs> idea if he's on drugs. It's cool that he did that interview. But what I will say is this. You're not going to take a flyer and a risk on somebody like that at this time of the year. If you're going to do it, you would have done it way earlier in the season so that way you kind of kind of, you know, kind of weed him out or fix them or get them whatever, get them up to standards. So that way you knew what you were getting. But at this point in time, if he was or not, doesn't matter what you saw in the preseason probably affects you right now. And you're like, eh, I'll wait till the off season to address and see if uh, somebody like a Kai Jones can join the yeah. squad. And then you can kind of, you know, fit him in from there. So. Right, so I get mixed up. Uh, forgive me guys. I do forget some things. We, we all forget things. Marcus, he was with the Clippers, right? Was he was he with he the Clippers? He signed the four year deal with the Clippers and then he was included in a trade. There we go. Yeah. So I will say this. He's the one that we don't like the most. No, Keith well, Keith was drafted by us. We traded for Marcus. Yeah. Keith yeah. is the one but that Marcus threw the, is the better player. Marcus is the better player. Yes. Okay. Now here's the thing. I do I, I I will say I do subscribe to this. I do subscribe to like my little uh call it CIA intel. No, I do. I, I do subscribe to this. 
I do believe that every now and then it's okay to bring a guy in. And it may not be for just playing. It may be for intel on players and system. And I am intrigued by bringing Marcus in, knowing that he knows the ins and outs of that entire Clipper team. Knows how he to guard. Si- he made 16 mil, though. That's the thing. Yeah, he's Is he out expensive. of it? So why yeah. the hell are we talking about it? I just said that before you started. Oh, I thought, okay. So yeah, yeah he, he makes sense. No, he's out of it. He's out but, of it. But even money aside, like the Suns, I don't know. They don't need a tough guy. Like they have they have Nurkic. Like do he's they, willing to get into it. And do they really need intel on the Clippers? Mm, no. I wouldn't that. mind I wouldn't mind having a guy that guards Kawhi and PG every day in practice. Just to help out. Well, that's why PJ, say. that's why they're not letting PJ Tucker go. Like, that's exact exactly. That's why they're not. They're they're gonna yo, PJ is in such a bad spot, dog. Oh yeah, yeah. I feel so bad for PJ because they're saying we're not gonna let you go so you can beat us, but mm-hmm. we're not gonna play you, homie. And you got an opt-out clause for eleven million dollars next year. He can opt in. And they're saying if you opt in, your NBA career is over. You'll get your eleven mil, but you ain't playing. So think about if you if you if you on the last year of your contract it's eleven million dollars or playing time, man I feel bad for they they got him hostage man poor PJ man love you my guy. So yeah. the chat uh, it's seventy five twenty five say absolutely not on Morris money aside like would you just twenty five percent still a lot more than I thought was gonna that's fair be forgiving and they, he could you know he got good relationship with book and some people here like I think book is at a point in his career he could tell Marcus he'll chill out homie yeah. Like, Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Well, you could chill out by winning some money over at the BetMGM Sportsbook by simply putting $5 down in the sportsbook and getting 150 back. How about that? You can use promo code PHNX to do that very thing. Uh, listen, we use it every single day on, on the show for pregame and postgame stuff. Uh, I've won, I think this year so far, I've won about $375. You balling, bro. I've been, I've been doing pretty good. Uh, I, I need another win streak coming, and I feel one coming on so I can catch Espo in our bets. Uh, but sign up for the BetMGM Sportsbook by using bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile application for at least $5, and you will receive $150 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for d- full details. And now... Listen to Damon talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369-NEW-YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP ARIZONA. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 Puerto Rico in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms. This promotional offer is not available in New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Uh, you can... Get stuffed Ontario. There you go. You can get stuffed Ontario. Uh, you can also take some of those winnings and buy yourself some nice, cool, refreshing Michelob Ultra. Uh, listen, it's 95 calories. It's nice and light. Uh, this guy is a little sensitive to beer, so I can't really drink the heavy stuff. I'm okay. a little weak like that. Okay. Just what it is. So I have to go with the lighter beers. And I'll tell you what, Michelob Ultra hits the spot every single time. You got to go get yourself by, uh, some by heading over to MichelobUltra.com to find out how you can win superior NBA prizes and to find a Michelob Ultra near you. It's only worth it if you enjoy it and enjoy responsibly. All right. Um, we we put this guy on the graphic at, to start the show mm-hmm. uh, because we really like what he's been what he's brought to the team in such a short amount of time. Royce O'Neal has been fantastic. <laughs> Royce O'Neal getting traded to the Suns. I think it didn't knock everybody's socks off, but I think you're starting to see the small little things 
that he adds to this team. And I really, really like it. Uh, in fact, he had a little story about him joining this team uh, earlier today. <laughs> and it's uh, it's pretty funny. Maybe you can explain this thing that Suns fans do. Because I still I don't get it. So when a player heads to Phoenix, they do this thing where they go and see if that player has ever tweeted about Hooters, the restaurant. Uh, they did it with Devin Booker, who had tweeted about Hooters back in 2012. They did it with you. And sure enough, <laughs> you had done it before as well. What What is this tradition? To be honest, I have no idea. Um, like when I got traded, I was like, yo, why is, why is like I'm trending for Hooters? And then I see, uh, I see, you know, me, Book, you know, Katie and Brad all literally tweeted something about Hooters. And I was just like, oh, okay. It's the weirdest tradition I've ever heard. And I love Call me it. crazy. Call me crazy. I think they're fantastic chicken wings. I go there for only the chicken wings and the chicken wings only. Obviously. Right. I, I, I haven't been in years, so. Hey, Hooters with the fellas. Let's go. I love you. You know man. how it is. Yeah, yeah, that's I mean, why it's always yeah. trending because that's just what it is, man. Like, I don't know what else to tell you. Also, side note, uh, he was right on the money about the Hooters wings. Uh, they're not like your traditional wings. They're like heavily breaded. But, hey, they they do slap. I, I mess with them. I love them. I, I mess with them. them. And I, also, I only go there for the wings. Trust me. Yeah. I mean, the chicken's fantastic. <laughs> so are the breasts. <laughs> Yeah, they are. There you go. Um, <laughs> this close to muting your microphone. This close to muting your microphone. I like chicken uh, breast, man. It, it, right now, Max Simpson's in the back. He's just rolling over. Getting oh, pissed yeah. Off. Also, my guys out in Indy, listen, I said, hey, guys, you know, I'm a, I want to I want to treat you out to dinner. So, okay. you know, keep it reasonably priced. Don't go to some crazy ass. I'm not rich. So don't go to some Stop crazy lying. ass place. Right. And uh, and, you know, have a good time. Okay. You know where they went? Where they go? They Hooters? went to Hooters. <laughs> they went go. to Hooters in Indy last night. I love so, it. Hey, man, I didn't even know Hooters existed anymore because the one over here uh, is shut down. The That's one true. over in Tucson that I know of is shut down. Like most of them are shut yeah, down. On the East Coast, most of them shut down. It's yeah. like got to go into Manhattan and stuff. So, yeah, but they have one out here. I guess no, Indy. This is Indy. No, but I, I did. They, they still they have one, one down here. And they right. shut it down. Oh, they shut it down. Okay. Yeah, shut it down right. a so couple years ago. We can't go do that. But anyway, ahead, let's get yeah. back on track. Let's get back on track. Uh, Royce O'Neal has been a, a great addition uh, to this squad. You know, Flex, I don't yeah. I don't know really how to, to encapsulate Royce O'Neal's contributions to this team other than he's just a really slick all-around player. You nailed it. You nailed it. I, I, I specifically went home, put the, the, the tape back on, and was watching – and man, I mean, this dude just has a way of impacting the game that is just unique. Like the ball finds him. Hey, what y'all laughing about? No, just keep the going. The ball man. finds You're Royce like, O'Neal. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like get, I get easily You're distracted. Like Squirrel. You, you know, <laughs> what was the sloth in Ice Age? Yes. That, my wife calls me the sloth. She thinks I look like the sloth from Ice Age. <laughs> I'm serious. Sid the Sloth? Sid the Sloth. They call oh, my no. family. My family always That's does That's kind of fucked up. No, nah, yeah. They, they, they're like, oh, they go Sid. Sid oh the Sloth. God. For years. Yeah. So I like Ice Age. But anyway, um, no, nah, the ball just finds this dude. And that's a skill. Like, people think it's luck. He just, he's always in the right place at the right time. He's always got his hands in the passing lanes. He helps on the glass. He's physical. He's good in the locker room. He hits shots. I enjoy just going back and looking at the game. 
and just locking in on Royce because you find all these little cool things. Even yesterday, I'll say this again. When Book had the review and Nurk was doing his little dance, Royce incorporated himself and was like, you know, <laughs> and those are the little things that that guy brings to the table, man. He's he's one of those dudes, Saul. Me and you roll up to 155th. We in Harlem, 155th. Why we always got to be on some some treacherous ground? No, I like that's where we assess what that's where I grew up, dog. I know, but you're always like back alley, dark alley. Yeah, okay. Like, yeah, okay. You're, you're right. You're right. right. Anyway. But we roll up to 155th in Harlem. Of which I know nothing about. Well, they got the, the, the one of the best basketball parks out there in the oh. world. If you do that, go to Harlem and play some ball there. But anyway, if you roll up there, yeah, we want Royce on the team. Like, Royce is the guy, like, first pick, I want Royce. Because in that environment, you need a dog. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think he is. The best way I could put it is guy's just a dog. And he, he helps the team in so many ways. Uh, I said one of the things that they needed to trade for was a guy that had that kind of DNA. I, I'm, I'm, I've been pleasantly surprised at what Royce O'Neal has brought to the table. Uh, and, and he has, you know, the knock on him was he, he was very inconsistent. Okay. Uh, there, he had a tendency to make foolish turnovers, um, not do things consistently enough to really warrant more minutes okay. um, in, in Brooklyn. And so far, so good here. Like, yeah. I have not, you know, I, I never feel like he's unsure with the ball. Yeah. I feel like he's been solid. He's... You know, he has a nice little, uh, you know, like nice little jump shot and uh, he's he's hit them when when we've needed him. Yeah. And so he doesn't hit them all, but he, he's hit enough. He's to not be afraid. And he's not afraid. He, he will keep shooting. keep shooting. I do like his fearlessness. Um, and as we go forward, he's going to be a vital part. Listen, every every team and we all know this. We saw it last year um, with the Denver Nuggets. Every team has that one guy yeah. that nobody expects or nobody really, you know, scouts heavily that ends up being a difference maker. Yeah. And Royce O'Neal and Grayson Allen could be those two dudes, much like Bruce Brown and yes. KCP were for the Nuggets, right, last year. So that's what I'm I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for uh, some some nice dividends at the end of this little transaction. Yeah. I do uh, high side being 2020. Looking back a couple weeks to the trade deadline. I couldn't be more happier, man. They just I they just nailed this. They nailed this. And then the beauty of it is he's 30 years old. You got his bird rights. You can keep him around for quite some time. Uh, this is just a very good move by the Phoenix Suns, and I love having Royce on this basketball team. So he's he's going to be a big part of the next 23 games and ultimately the, the 16 that matter. Um, and he, I'm just happy he's on my team. 16. Let's Sixteen. Let's just let's just hope that happens. Um, you know, Royce is new to the valley, and he's gonna he's still trying to learn the area. Yeah. Uh, there's a nice, easy way that he can learn the area by going to the Arizona Lottery and, and listen. They're they're doing their Arizona Adventure uh, lottery tickets, and it's fantastic, guys. I can't even explain how awesome this is. Uh, the Arizona Lottery is introducing a unique new ticket and promotion called the Arizona Adventure. There are three ways to play and win big in. One, play Arizona Adventure Lottery tickets featuring three iconic landscapes, Picacho Peak, Monument Valley, and Camelback Mountain. Our Coyotes crew went out to Camelback Mountain with a group of about 50 people and did this very thing. It was pretty dope. These tickets have prizes up to uh, $50,000. One of our diehards won $300. I'm saying, like, 
the, money, the, the proof is in the pudding. Yes, it is. Number two, you can also check in at geolocated adventures and 10 destinations across the state from Flagstaff to Yuma. It's all about Arizona. Visit www.azadventure.com for details and directions. And make sure you check in at every single one of those sites. The Arizona Lie is not just about playing games and winning prizes. It is also about giving back to the state and its communities. Visit azadventure.com for more information on how you can take an adventure for a chance to win $1 million in cash in Arizona travel prizes. Uh, One of the most iconic brands here in this state is the Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Uh, We've been out there frequently. Uh, You can come to our watch parties. I think we do have one more out there this season. And also on top of that, the NFL draft will be there as well. Johnny, Bo, and the boys will be all out there uh, throwing down. A hundred of our closest diehard friends will be out there joining us, having a great time. You can do that same thing as well uh, out at Gila River. Gila River, I should say. Uh, the gambling's fantastic. It's top notch. It's just like Vegas. It's mm-hmm. one of my favorite places to go. Uh, so make sure you go to Gila River and make sure you do you because Gila River Resorts and Casinos at Gila Res- Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Man, I'm having a tough time. You today. good, baby? Go Visit with play it. at Gila.com for more <laughs> details. All right. So I came across something, Flex. Go ahead. Talk to me, dog. I came across something this morning on on Instagram that I thought was very, very fascinating. All right. Uh, and according to Phil Jackson, in 2008, Phil Jackson presented the theory that, quote, you must win 40 games before you lose 20 to be seen as an elite team. End of quote. This theory became known as the 40-20 rule. And uh, I thought that this was fascinating, uh, so fascinating, in fact, that I'm trying to find the the the, the Instagram that I posted. Oh, yeah, here it is. Um, so here's a list of the the teams. 27 of the last 30 NBA championship uh, champions fall into the 40-20 category. The only exceptions: hmm. the 2004 Pistons, the 2006 Heat, and the 2021. Milwaukee Bucks. There you go. That hurts. Yeah. That hurts. Um, uh, now, who are the 40-20 teams this season, you might ask? The Boston Celtics, the Denver Nuggets, the Minnesota Timberwolves, and the Oklahoma City Thunder. This is fascinating. It is. Because, you know, that's it's 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 a it's a rule that one person goes by. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it ain't true. I don't know. How do you feel about this, Flex? I, I was waiting for this. Because that forty twenty rule did not do us any favors last No, it years. didn't. Yeah, let's start off with there. Uh, 87%, 89%, sorry. 89% of NBA teams in the NBA Finals that go up 2-0 win. 89%. 89%. If you're up 2-0 in the NBA Finals, 89% of the time you win a championship. We had a 1 out of 10 chance of losing. And it didn't get done. Damn. And it didn't get done. And it didn't get done to one of those teams that didn't follow the 40-20 rule. But that's an outlier. Um, I will say this. I'm fascinated. I heard about this deep dive you did, and I started digging deep. Well, I didn't and dive I, deep. I just looked at Instagram. I, come on. It's pretty I'm try, deep. I'm trying to. <laughs> it's a pretty deep dive. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying. Yeah. You, 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 you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so my boy Bookman did a deep dive. <laughs> Into Instagram and uh, the 40-20 uh, rule. I, and I, I started looking into it. And I will say, men lie, women lie, numbers don't, right? So there is some substance to this. Um, and I hadn't known about this rule until you said it. But I will say this. I, I look at who was saying it, Phil Jackson, who I respect, one of the greatest to ever do it. 
He said this in 2008. The rule still applies. I do think that uh, it's a nice baseline. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't know if it's like, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's not the, it's not the absolute rule. There you go. It's not like set sentence. So I, I just don't see it. Um, and I think with this new NBA, so where back in 2008, we weren't talking about this. We weren't talking about low management. We weren't talking about uh, the way they handle injuries now. And, you know, the 16 being the main thing. Um, I think that this rule is going to start to kind of maybe phase out because of the way the game is played yeah. now and the way they handle things. But I could certainly see how in his time in 2008, I would probably look at this rule differently and be like, damn, there's definitely something to this. But I, I do think as we go forward, the, the rules are going to change a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to leave this show and do more research because it's the first time I heard it today. I'm fascinated by it. Phil Jackson's a smart guy. Coached in Puerto Rico, by, by the way. Did you know that? Him and Kai Jones linking up. Did you know that? Did you know that before Phil Jackson became the great Phil Jackson, he was a head coach in the Puerto Rican League? I thought it was Mexico. No, it was Puerto Rico. He almost got his ass beat. He almost mm -hmm. got killed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He OG. It was the first, uh, it was in the first, uh, last dance doc. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he, but I, I know for sure he coached I mean, in Puerto Rico. They were throwing freaking Molotov cocktails out there. <laughs> no shit. For real. Phil Jackson, boy, he was man. out there going to war. Some crazy stuff, yeah, man. You think, you think the NBA arenas are bad, man? Yeah. Try to go check out, like, Oh, no, I've Serbia. heard. I've Have heard. you seen Jokic's arena? Yeah. Man. Yeah. They literally set fires in there. No, I've heard, man. Like, flares yeah. and whatnot. I'm yeah. like, bro, why is this arena so smoky? Yeah. <laughs> You know, was, they, uh, they have a, they, they throw batteries. Yeah. Coins too. Yeah. They, wow. Yeah. Like I know a lot of people that played overseas. And Eddie tells the story about. I'm Greece sure he does. Yeah. 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 I've, I've heard stories, man. They go wild out there, but they love their teams and they're yeah, passionate. For sure. I want to know what you think though. 40, 20. Hold on real quick. Eric, what you got? I was going to say that Phil Jackson only coached in uh, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, excuse me, and the Continental Basketball Association before go. going with the Bulls. Yeah. CBA right there. CBA. Uh, so listen, I think like I, you put it very well. It's a baseline. It's not the absolute of everything. Mm -hmm. And I think with this, you know, the 40-20 rule, there are exceptions. I would love to see. Mm -hmm. Now, I didn't do this, and maybe I should have done a deeper dive. I would love to see all the teams that that reached the 40-20 rule and did not win. I, ah, I would wager to say that that's a way higher, higher number. percentage than this one. That's so that's although the champions were a 40-20 champion, how many of those teams that were 40-20 didn't actually even get to the finals, um, got bounced? You know what I mean? I'm sure it's, it's, just, it's just crazy. That's, see, that's why you're a basketball savant. <laughs> because, no, that's real. We, we, we're going to get fixated on the, on the number with the team that won. But if you do a deeper dive and you see the teams that actually did 20, uh, 40 and 20 and didn't win, I bet you that number is astronomical. And I tell you a team that just did it. I know for sure. The Phoenix Suns, yeah. <laughs> 64 and 18. Yeah. There's no question about it. They yeah. had 40 with 420. They ain't get it done. And uh, another team that comes to mind is the 73 and nine Golden State Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they, they, that's why I'm saying it's a nice thing to pay attention to, but I don't think it. I uh, can think of other teams. The, the 96 Sonics, the 97 yes. and 98 Utah. Jazz, Both one seeds, uh, yeah. the Phoenix Suns in '93. Uh, you know, I mean, there's a lot of teams that have that have done that. Uh, the Sonics back in '90 was it '91, '92, where they got upset by the Denver Nuggets and Mutombo. 
No, I was, that was 94. That was right after the conference finals against the Suns. It was the following year. So 94. 94. 94. Yeah, Dikembe Mutombo, five games. Yeah. What's up? So Eric? I found a, a graphic online. I don't know exactly how accurate it is because it doesn't list the teams, but uh, 40 wins before 20 losses. There have been 36 teams that have won the finals, 28 teams that have lost in the finals, 47 teams that have lost in the conference finals. So that's the highest number is lost okay, in conference 47. finals. Yep. 38 teams lost in conference semis and 21 teams were first round exits. So the top two were lost in conference finals at 47 Dude, and lost in so. conference semis at 38. Won the finals is the third highest at 36. So we're talking about over 100, 100 teams, teams that did not yeah, win. 100 teams that didn't yeah, win. So there you yeah. go. Yeah, there, you yeah, go. I mean, there you go. So it's, it's just a nice baseline, but it's not the absolute rule. Um, but we have done a good job filling in for I love teams, it. man. I don't know yeah. what happened. Listen, we'll fill you in. Lindsay's not feeling so hot. Yeah. Uh, Espo's uh, baby, uh, hope she, hopefully she feels well. She's not feeling so well. He had to take off in an emergency, so we hope and pray that everything is yes. good with him. Uh, and Gerald uh, just said, fuck it today. <laughs> <laughs> just Gerald me. said, have a great show, guys. <laughs> he even texted that. Have a great show, guys. <laughs> uh, you know, he went to the arena, uh, He went to the practice facility. He got you all that great uh, footage, and then he bounced. Uh, he's having a – listen, man, I'm – I hope he gets all the rest days he possibly can because I know uh, he's getting stressed. It's getting the, real. It's getting real. It's getting I, real. We got two, we- two weeks two from week, today. Two weeks from two today. Two weeks from today, our guy's getting hitched, man, and we it's are all going to get jacked up at his wedding. Uh, so yeah. here's a programming note. On that day, on the 15th, that Friday, you will have two guest uh, hosts that day. It will be Stephen Pridgen out Love there in it. Chicago and our guy Aaron uh, who is uh, been? Uh, he's been yeah. on the Fanning the Flames pod and a bunch of other. He was stuff here, too. right? Aaron he was, he's here. He does a lot of stand-up comedy. He's a fantastic dude. And our guy Eric Ruby will be spinning the ones and twos behind the mic. So uh, we appreciate you guys. Uh, until next time, this is the Forty Forty Club. We appreciate your time today. Hit that like button on the way out uh, for Flex at Jersey. Follow him on social at Flex in Jersey. You can follow me at Saul underscore Bookman, and you can follow the show at PHNX underscore Sons. Everybody have a beautiful weekend. We love you. Good night. <laughs>